Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. Today I am joined by a wonderful guest, Owen Hutchins. He is the owner of My Vital Metrics Testing Center, Human Performance Lab in London. And we are going to be talking all things testing. So look, without further ado, Owen, welcome to the podcast, mate. H- how's things? Thanks very much, Liam. Things, things are great. It's an exciting time at the, at the lab at the moment, So, but it's great to be here and to be able to, to, to talk a bit about it. What's going Fantastic, on? Fantastic, mate. So just give the listeners a little bit of a, an overview, like, you know, what, what is my, my Vitometrics? What do you offer? And then we're going to deep dive into each, each one of the tests. Yeah. So basically, as you said, we're a health and human performance lab. So what that means is that I set it up. I wanted to make scientific grade testing available to the general public. So this is not purely for, you know, elite athletes and things like that, but this is all of the kind of equipment. And these are the tests that elite athletes would, would have access to and would, would get done as kind of part of their standard thing and, and protocols. But the, these tests have such wide application to absolutely everybody. So. Our aim with, with the, uh, the center was to kind of make those tests available to everyone, make it accessible. And, and that's kind of where we're at. So, Fantastic, yeah. So the last couple of years, we have focused initially on the DEXA scanner. So a DEXA is a body composition test. And we've also kind of, um, brand, not branched out, but we, we we've also gone with met- metabolic testing. So yeah. we do a resting metabolic rate test. And we do a VO2 max and, and then we've been kind of adding a bit of stuff around that, but we'll, we'll get into that. Yes, we will. We're going to dive into it. So, you know, just to echo what you've mentioned there, like one of the reasons I set up PH as well, coming out of elite sport was to try and filter down the, you know, the, the, the services and the stuff that the athletes get and, and put it into gen, kind of the general public and allow them to be able to utilize some of this stuff. Because like you say, we can often think that athletes get special treatment, special food, special thing, and actually they don't. Um, they just do it a little bit more consistently uh, and, and just like you say, on a slightly higher intensity or higher volume. But this type of thing I think is really useful. Like, you know, one of the things that we really push is uh, trying to get some objective data. Now with the rise of wearables and, the, you know, other things like this, and then we are getting objective data from 
from multiple different sources. But for me, this type of testing is is really good. You know, like uh, anyone's had kind of body fat testing done, you know, calipers, we used to do it. You know, like even if you're a really highly skilled practitioner, there's still a really high error rate, you know, with it. So, and, you know, if you get those, you know, body scatters in pure gyms or anything else like that, like, Again, just questionable in terms of the, you know, the, the, the kind of a more the reliability of these results. So let's make, let's, let's dive in with the big one for me. Cause I think this yeah. is a, I've actually had, I had this done with you, with you, the DEXA scan. So yeah. just give it a bit of a run through of actually what the protocol is. Cause really easy, really simple, isn't it? Uh, and what we can kind of get out of that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a bit of history, I guess the DEXA scan is a medical grade machine. It's, it's a low dose x-ray and it's. Most kind of common iteration or most common use is in hospitals measuring for bone density. So that is kind of why the machine was, was designed as was very much to, to kind of measure the bone density. And, and it is the official test for how you determine if somebody is osteopenic, i.e. thinning of the bones or osteoporotic, you know, having, yeah. having the, the condition osteoporosis. So that's where it started, but they discovered that the, it was actually also very, very good at looking at body composition. So it is able to segment the body into three basic components, bone, fat, and what we call lean mass, which is everything that isn't bone and fat. Yeah. And what you do is you lie down on this bed and an x-ray arm is passing over you and pixel by pixel, it's kind of firing a little x-ray in. And that x-ray is being attenuated and coming out the other side. And we can work out from the level of attenuation in that pixel, just how much fat, how much bone and how much everything else there is. So that's the basic thing. It takes three minutes to do. It's very non-invasive. And, and yeah, Yeah. and what you get is literally a pixel by pixel, a whole picture of not only how much fat you've got, but where is it? Do you have things like visceral fat so fat that sits around the organs this is a particularly dangerous type of fat you've probably heard about um so all of this kind of stuff you can kind of get out find out exactly where your fat is how much of it there is how much lean mass you've got and and of course along the way we're able to tell you a bit about your bone density as well yeah i think that for me was was something when i got the results of mine was you think it's just to do with body fat you just think oh what's my body fat percentage and for me, there's so many different use cases for the DEXA scan. And this is something that we've tried to explain to our clients. A, firstly, it's very non-invasive. Don't have to ever take your clothes off. B, just wear t-shirt, shorts. You can just lay down. You know, that's again, another thing where you're having skin fold testing. Like, you know, people don't like being pinched. You know, they don't like yeah. their fat being pinched. <laughs> you know? yeah. And yeah. you've got to do it across the whole body. So again, a, li- a lot more invasive is the is the caliper testing. But really simple takes like what five eight minutes, I think it is it even that but for the dexa. Yeah. Just just three minutes three on minutes. the table. That's it. Yeah, three minutes on the table, yeah. lay down, done. And like you say, the, the application of bone density is something that is really powerful, especially for you know kind of women that are you know kind of maybe perimenopausal or menopausal. Looking at this type of thing is really you know I think something that is uh, if you haven't had it done. It's definitely something to kind of consider getting done. The other application that I think is really powerful is to see the distribution uh, of muscle mass. Talk to me about that because that was something that, have you ever used used this type of thing to, to kind of advise people in training? Like you can see the muscle distributed kind of like side to side as well, can't you? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So uh, 
you know, because the, the Dexa can kind of segment the body down to kind of left arm, right arm, yeah. you know, rib section, leg, right leg, pelvis. One of the key things that I always look for in every single scan that we do is just how balanced yeah. is, is the muscle mass in the body. Now, we, we expect some level of difference. Of course, everyone's got a dominant side. I shouldn't say everyone, but most people have a dominant side. You can expect a little bit more muscle mass in that side, but when the difference is getting to 10% of the total muscle mass, if you're, if you've got 10 kilos of muscle in your left leg and you've got 11 and a bit kilos in your right leg, mm. then, you know, you've, you're, that's very much starting to kind of zip in a pattern that sort of suggests that something you're doing in your day to day is going beyond just the normal kind of dominance on one side. Yep. And you could be kind of setting yourself up with patterns of movement that could could precipitate an injury at some point later down yeah. the track. So, yeah. So from a, from a trading perspective, we will always sort of say, okay, bit of a difference developing here. Let, let's either get you just doing your weaker side first, or if the difference is greater, let's get you doing for, for the next three months, a whole extra set, you know, of unilateral work on that one mm-hmm. side. And let's just get this balanced and minimize your risk of injury in the future. Yeah. I think minimizing risk of injury, but also increasing performance output. Like, of course, you know, if you're a cyclist or a runner, you know, like if you're being able to increase or balance, you know, the, your, you know, your muscle mass, I think then that drive through the pedal or the, you know, propulsion from, from a running perspective is going to be higher if you've kind of, like you say, address that imbalance. So again, I, I thought it was fascinating. I didn't, I wasn't too imbalanced. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't like, yeah. uh. I wasn't like a Rafa Nadal with a massive arm on one side and <laughs> not so much, but it, it was really, really interesting to me to be like, oh, actually, yeah, like my hamstring was slightly down, you know, and I definitely that, you know, an old injury and I probably haven't rehabbed it, you know, properly. So that highlighted to be like, look, I probably need to do a little bit more, you know, unilateral work on that. Uh, so yeah, that for me, that was a really, really great insight. And again, I think that's something if people are looking to do any extras in training rather than just being doing like oh i do another workout i do extras or i do accessory work make it really targeted by just getting one scan and just getting that information and then you can be like cool i know what i'm I'm meant to work on and again it goes back to that objective data so really good the visceral fat just talk to me a, a little bit about that because again this is something that you can't really there's no other real way to measure it is there no, there isn't. So, you know, visceral fat is, as we said, fat that sits in the abdominal cavity. It's at or around the small intestine. It's just underneath the liver. And what they found is that this particular fat sends off um, these kind of, uh, is packed with macrophages. So it's, it's kind of part of the immune system in that it's, it's got these macrophages, but they tend to then you know, if it's, if there's too much of it, they tend to release inflammatory cytokines. Mm. And this is one theory of why, why this is particularly, a particularly dangerous kind of fat. And what's more, it's not necessarily true that, you know, a, a, a person with excess cutaneous fat also has excess visceral fat and vice versa. Yeah. In fact, one of the key things that we look for are people who have particularly low body fat percentages. But the visceral fat is still high because that's a particularly dangerous kind of combination that, that indicates that there is something, something awry. And uh, yeah, way, so in did, what way was that? In what way is that dangerous? Well, it, 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 it kind of, it, it, it's indicating some kind of inflammatory response to, to something. Now it could be a nutritional thing. It, it might be that they, although they're burning off, 
you know, all their calories and, and they're not putting on weight, they might have, you know, a very poor quality fats in their diet. So yeah, maybe okay. an excess of trans fats. Yeah. They might have purport like they, they might have a lot of alcohol. This is another thing yeah, that's been yeah, found yeah. to disproportionately raise visceral fat. In fact, one of the kind of key body types, if you like, is, is kind of the, the, the skinny guy in the bar. Who's the, you know, sitting at the end of the bar hall where there's with a drink in his hand? You know, he doesn't appear to have a lot of fat, but he's got quite a belly on him. Mm. You know, and it's not, it's not like a, a wobbly belly. It's, it's hard. So mm. all of the fat is inside the abdominal cavity. So uh, yeah, sleep, stress, alcohol, and poor quality fats mm. are kind of some of the key things that we look for in, in terms of questioning people about why why their visceral fat might be high and then of course addressing those issues some of the, some of the highest visceral fats that i've seen uh, have been people that i've scanned and they've been p- people who like do a, ni- a night shift a security night shift so incredibly disrupted sleep patterns yeah you know really not not i am yeah just throw into the, the mix some some possibly excessive drinking in in sessional kind of sessional bouts of drinking and yeah, and, and the visceral fat goes, goes way up, even though to all other intents and purposes, they had a relatively healthy lifestyle. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's an extremely kind of outcome. And as you sort of said, there's no other way to measure visceral fat. Visceral fat. Yeah. What other interventions can you do if you do have high visceral fat that you would recommend to reduce that? Yeah. So I think it's, it's very much about us kind of identify what, what the cause might be. Now, if, if a person's overall body fat is high, then first thing we sort of start to bring that down and sort of then see what the pattern is. You know, yep. one pattern might be as body fat comes down, visceral fat actually comes down in line. Yep. In that case, no specific interventions needed. Okay. Yep. But if your body fat is coming down and visceral fat is staying high, or if the body fat is already low and visceral fat is high, then we start by, you know, alcohol, you know, we, we just asked, so what, what's the alcohol intake like? Yeah. What they've actually found studies have shown that frequent sessional drinking is actually much worse for visceral fat than just regular small, small amounts. So, yeah. so if, if alcohol is a non-negotiable tool, let's try and change the pattern. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, advice, have a yeah. glass of wine every night. If you really need it, that's absolutely, that's better than having, you know, two bottles of wine on a Friday night and then yeah, nothing yeah. in between. Yeah, that's really um, sleep. Obviously, you know yeah. how much sleep are people getting? Everything. Is it is it good? <laughs> is it good Everything. quality? Is it uh, you know is it regular? What's the sleep hygiene like? So the interventions are. Yep. What what can we do for sleep hygiene? The most difficult one, of course, is stress, uh, and it's difficult just because it's a, such such a multifaceted problem, often coming from sources that are very difficult to control. Mm. You know. Telling telling new fathers, oh yeah, just reduce your stress. You know, is is not likely to go down well. Telling busy lawyers and, and consultants, yeah, exactly. oh, just reduce your stress. Like it's 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 a very difficult one. But yeah, but there does come a point where if we've tried everything else, we have to sort of start saying, look, think this is actually having this impact, and yeah. this is this is a concern. Yeah. Is it really worthwhile? Yeah, mate, hundred percent. But this again goes back to if you don't know this. If you don't know these, what's happening in your body, if you don't know your physiology, yep. then we can just keep kind of plowing through, can't we? We can think that we're doing okay. Like, you know, maybe you do manage your stress by taking weekends off or you, you know, you exercise or whatever. But again, we don't really know the impact. 
we're having. So I think that look, this is for me, this was a really great thing to, you know, definitely get uh, something done. Uh, you know, for me, I, I was pretty good because, yeah, lifestyle was good. Stress levels, even though I am a dad, like weren't too bad. You know, my levels were pretty good, but I'm still going to get regularly, you know, maybe as I get older, probably a little bit more regularly uh, just to keep an eye on, on things. So, yeah, if, if people haven't got De- DEXA scan, like, tested i would definitely highly recommend as probably this is the first step to to kind of getting this form of uh, like say information done because there's so many things we can take away from it so uh yeah. so yeah and and do you have people kind of you know what, what do you recommend in terms of regularity testing so people? i think it, it kind of depends on the individual like if if an individual is on a bit of a kick and they, they are looking to reduce body fat for instance or increase their muscle mass and they are making some very structured interventions towards that then i think quarterly would be yeah, would be nice, reasonable yeah. you know if people have more general health goals and longer term kind of plans without making big changes in their body composition you know 6 months to a year apart you know is yeah, it would be absolutely yeah. fine and if bone density is is the particular concern mm. and, and for, obviously for some people is and by the by you know we've, we're also offering the kind of the official hip and spine bone density scan now as, a, as nice. an alternative or as an add-on if you if one is particularly interested in just getting their t-score which is the, the overall indication of their bone density you know if that is the primary thing then i would even say one to two years you know because yeah, yeah bone yeah. takes a long time to turn oh, over yeah. Um, it's not just a case of you know, if, if i can kind of characterize it if, if your bones are full of holes if they're, they're very weak and you're putting in more calcium and you're putting in some uh, weight training and things like that it still takes a long time yeah for that bone to remodel because it's not just a case of the calcium filling the gaps it's very much the the body having to break down that old bone and build it up new and stronger so yeah. it takes some time so one to two years for bone yeah nice okay good stuff mate look that for me non-negotiable if you really kind of want to take control of your health and fitness and stuff, I think a DEXA scan, you know, it's even like one to two years, you know, for me, it's just an easy thing to do. So uh, like I say, non-invasive, super easy. So cool. Nice one, buddy. Next one up, please something that people have uh, heard about and seen about is uh, VO2 max and, R- and RMR testing. So give it a quick overview in terms of this. Yeah. So so both VO2 max and, and resting metabolic rate, they're both done with an oxygen chamber. So we are effectively measuring the oxygen the person is breathing in, measuring the oxygen the person is breathing out. With a VO2 max, we're also measuring the carbon dioxide that the person is breathing out. And from this, depending on what the person is doing at the time, we're able to sort of talk about and and understand exactly what the caloric burn is. So if somebody is at rest, there's, there's a fundamental own constant, which is basically when the body does work of any kind, 207 milliliters of oxygen is required for every calorie of work that the body does. So what we're doing is we're measuring the, the amount that the body has chosen, the amount of oxygen the body has chosen to expel in the air. In other words, I did, at that moment, I didn't need that oxygen. And therefore, by kind of back calculating that, we can kind of say, okay, this is the number of calories you are burning at this particular moment. And if you're sitting down and lying at rest and it's early in the morning, then that becomes a resting metabolic rate. And of course, if you are working on the treadmill or whatever, then we can kind of make the, the calorie burn for, for the exercise that you're doing. And 
more than that. When when you're exercising, of course, we can also by looking at the ratios of carbon dioxide to oxygen, we can kind of say actually, and that calorie burn is coming from breakdown of carbohydrates, or is it coming from breakdown of fats? And yep. so that's the the kind of fundamentals of of each test. And then, of course, the protocols will differ depending on what you're trying to get out of it. Nice, bud. And can you test? You got a treadmill and a bike in the lab. We do indeed, yes. Yeah. So you can. So this is something that pick, I think. Pick your poison. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because a lot of the time, you know, we used to do the VO2 uh, max testing, but we only had access to like a bike or, you know, something it was quite hard to do treadmills in CrossFit gyms. So I think they say trying to make it a sport specific if you are a runner or a cyclist, or like you said, if you don't really mind, then it's, I say, picking your poison. I, it, for me, it's really good data. You know, it's it, it's kind of done. This is probably towards the, the person that's a little bit more competitive, correct? In terms of VO two max testing, that wants to know it's the numbers. A, you know, kind of kind of get training zones advice and bits and pieces. Uh, yeah, that for me is where we want to go. You mentioned there that the ratios of fuel utilization is this called a fat max test? Is that what you're calling it? Yeah, so that's right. So it's because we're measuring carbon dioxide output as well on on, on the VO two max. So we can do a variation of the test. Which, because the, the, the VO2 gets very intense, you know, it mm. gets beyond your anaerobic threshold. You know, you're re- really working right up at the very limits of your, your ability for output. Mm. And that's not for everybody. There is value to many people, you know, who, who aren't, you know, necessarily athletes who aren't sportily inclined, understand how their body is burning their fuel, yeah. both at rest, at, at low levels of exercise and at moderate levels of exercise. So we do exactly that. We kind of take someone from, from, a, from seating to standing to walking to walking on a bit of a hill. And we get to a point where what we've measured is the point at which their fat burning has gone up and up and up in, in total amounts. And then after that, although calorie burn, of course, continues to increase as intensity goes, goes up, the fat burning does start to drop. So as soon as we've seen it press that hill, and uh, fat burning is now on its way down. We stop them and sort of say, okay, there you go. You know, uh, for you, for example, you know, your, your maximum, uh, your body's maximum ability to burn fat, it's able to burn 400 calories an hour from fat. And that happens when you are kind of going at about 120, 128, yeah. you know, beats per minute. So that, that's one example of one for yeah. one particular person. Yeah. 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 But by being able to sort of see where individuals are on that, we can kind of start to sort of advise on maybe some, some dietary and some exercise intervention that can improve yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen anyone have like a really early onset in terms of carbohydrate utilization? Absolutely. So uh, we, and this has been absolutely fascinating just. You know, some people, and this is fasted, you know, this is, this is mm. kind of potentially 12 hours fasted. And right from the get go, as soon as they start moving, they're, they're basically burning carbohydrates. You know, their, their body just does not know how he yeah. or hasn't been conditioned to, to burn fat at all. Yeah. And so, you know, with, with somebody like that, the intervention is okay. So let's, Let's now talk about actually in your case, some fasted cardio might be, yeah. might be in order. Some, maybe some reduction in your carbohydrate, in, you know, yeah. uh, type or, or, uh, or the amount of carbohydrates you're having. Yeah. Let's start to make some of these interventions, but it's all, it's not a general thing. It's like, okay, for you, 
this this might be a factor. Yeah, and that's what it. As you said, it's all about getting down to that specific individual and what yeah. their metabolism is doing. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think this is again some people that we've worked with would be like, you know, if they're doing endurance work, why do I feel that I hit the wall? You know, after ninety minutes or an hour and fifteen on the bike. You know, whereas other people, they'd be like, oh, I just, you know, I cycled two and a half hours without even eating anything. And you're like, there's no way I could do that. I felt like I'd be hit the wall. Like, again, if you're, if you're doing this type of exercise that is going to be, burnt, you know, that should be slightly lower intensity, that should utilize even a 50-50 ratio of fat to carbs. If you're ripping through your carbohydrates and glycogen stores from the get-go, yeah, like you say, you only can store a certain amount of glycogen. If you're doing more endurance work, longer work, then you... Again, you're going to have to put these interventions in from a dietary perspective, but you can also then know what type of training that you can, like you say, prioritize or include in your, in your, in your weeks and sessions. So I think for me, seeing that it's not just about finding your fat burning zone, is it? It's about trying to identify what you can do to improve your performance or figuring out why certain things, but that's what I, that's what I've, you know, I'm looking at it going. I want to know why I do this or when do I start to include maybe an intra-workout carbohydrates I eat on the bike or running or doing crossfit sessions, you know, do longer sessions. You know, it's that type of information that we can derive from this. Yeah, absolutely. And and by kind of looking at all of the bars, like, you know, get cyclists in and say, well, I usually do my long rides at at this kind of rate, but I, I am shattered, you know, yeah. By, yeah. by this time. And it's like, okay, well, we can see why because... At that heart rate, you know, you're burning through, you know, 500 calories worth of carbohydrates every hour. Are you replenishing yeah. that much as, as you go after the first hour? Oh, yeah. I, I'm probably having a couple of gels, but I'm not quite replenishing that much. And it's like, well, either more gels or you need to yeah. get better at, at burning fat and bring that bar down, you know, yeah. so yeah. Over, over time. So it, it, it helps to inform kind of fueling. And as, as you said, sort of said, and quite rightly, it's about stuff to include and or prioritize. It's not definitely not a case of, okay, all your training must now be fasted no, and must be low yeah. carbohydrate. You know, it's about including some of this if you're not already and getting that, that metabolic flexibility, you know, which, yeah. you know, means being good at burning both in, in, in the right scenario. Yeah. That's, that's it. Just, um, both of these tests, the DEXA and the, the VO2max, a lot of people would be interested in, you know, when we're calculating dietary interventions, you would be, be like, what's my BMR? What's my total daily energy expenditure? And obviously we utilize calculations like, you know, in our services, we take an average of four different calculations um, to, to kind of make it as accurate as possible. But again, it's still a, just, it's just, it's just a starting point, isn't it? But you can... You can, can provide the, the BMR and some more, maybe like say of targeted, you know, like caloric goals or caloric kind of, uh, you know, targets to follow. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as I said, the resting metabolic rate is the version of the, the metabolic tests where you're sitting down doing nothing. Ideally, you'll come in first thing in the morning, you'll be fasted, you won't have had any caffeine. And Ooh, yeah, that's, by, a but, one, Owen, that's a tough one. I know, one. I know. That's, that's, a, that's a hard that, sell. That, Get up in the morning. That, that's early where I and get the complaints. Without any caffeine, that's a tough one. It's a hard sell. Yeah. That <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, so you uh, you come in and and just breathe into a tube. We'll give you a nose clip to block off your nose. Breathe in into a tube for fifteen minutes, and the the, the method is called indirect calorimetry. And 
yeah, so once again, that that kind of bypasses all of the kind of equations of averages that you might have heard of, the yeah. Harris-Benedict or Mishan-Sengior or, or even catch McArdle, which, you know, yeah. we, we do use if someone's just coming in for a DEXA, but uh, bypasses all of that. And so it, it kind of gives you the totality of, okay, you know, what is your metabolism doing, whether that is coming from, you know, hormonal function or whether it's coming from just your, your natural metabolism or past history of eating, all of that, whatever it is at that point, that is what we use as a baseline for kind of setting somebody's, somebody's caloric goals. Yeah. I think this is a useful intervention. I think when people may haven't, uh, or that haven't seen success with, with kind of, you know, macro counting or whatever, or want to get really dialed in, if they're getting down to very low body fat percentages for bodybuilding shows, or, you know, even cutting weight for fighting, you know, weightlifting, whatever. I think let's say taking that objective approach and getting this type of information can be actually quite useful because then you're like, right, this is exactly what I need from, you know, from my body at the moment. And then working your diet off of this and you provide that as well in the report, which, which I've got as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, for, for many people who, who are already dialed into their diet and, you know, uh, it, it often kind of demonstrates that actually, do you know what, you really should be eating a bit more. Like this is not, (laughs) this is not healthy for you. You know, yes, you may be losing weight currently and, you know, but you're probably losing much more muscle than you need to, you know, you're probably not supporting your overall health in in the best way possible. You know, this kind of shows that your body burns through this many calories if you're not at least supporting it with that and, and, and some for your activity, then, then you're putting yourself into a position of worse health. And that, you know, that can be quite an eye opener and quite a challenging message to deliver sometimes. Mate, you know, it's, it's a really challenging message because we have the same thing. You know, it, it's, you see your BMR, then you see total daily energy expenditure based off of what they're doing. Then they're like, well, that's why I need to eat just at maintenance. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, like it's, it, it's a tough sell to get people to eat that much. Um, yeah. but when they do, they often feel the benefits and they, you know, like you said, there's lots of, lots of other kind of factors at play, but it is, like you say, it's sometimes on average, I find as well that it's normally getting people to eat that tiny bit more based off of, yeah. of numbers as opposed to kind of taking people's intake down when they, when they figure this out. So absolutely. Again, like and yeah, frequently that that's, you know, people kind of come in afraid that I'm going to tell them, oh, you know, you've got a really slow metabolism, but you, you need to halve your, the amount that you're eating. And, and actually the reality is that that's, that's usually not the case. You know, okay. usually it will be, okay, I think actually we need to kind of slightly increase your eating and let's look at some, some other interventions and other patterns and activity levels and, and all the yeah. other things that can kind of help whatever your goals happen to be. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, mate. Uh, lovely. Like they're the kind of big three for me, the, the DEXA, the VO2, RMR, and then obviously the fat max as well. Looking at those, mm-hmm. um, those shows of where you're burning or fuel, fuel utilization. So they're the ones that I think, like I say, people would be aware of and, and to, to kind of maybe start with. But you've got some other things in the pipeline, correct? Give us a little sneak yeah. peek of what's coming up on my uh-huh. well soon. So, so uh, we released already. We do have now a, a little blood analyzer. So nice. we're just doing HbA1c, which is kind of Fantastic. 30-day 30 day blood sugars. Yeah. And we are doing a full lipid panel. Very, very easy. They're 
you know, if it's finger prick on the day, we'll, we'll bung it into the machine. And while we're talking to you, it'll process and uh, we can kind of give you the results. But um, I guess critically what we are doing with that, particularly with the HbA1c is kind of starting to advise on just pure calories, but saying, okay, look, you're, you know, we're, we're, we're not medics, you know, we're, we're not there to sort of say, oh, okay, you've got diabetes and you know, what we're interested in is all of those, especially all of those kind of just sub kind of diabetic levels or anything that indicates that your blood sugars have been raised, you know, beyond ideal, beyond ideal levels. And we will kind of use that to kind of suggest a macro breakdown that might be helpful for you, you know, so, so that's something that we we've added recently. So that's just a little add on that you can kind of get to your, to your DEXA scan or to your RMR that will allow us to give you not only calories, but macros as well. And yeah, and then we, down the line, we've got some, some really exciting stuff coming. We've got a, some, some things called force text and Animo. So these are high sensitive, the force text are high sensitivity pressure plates. And what we're going to be doing with that and, and the Dynamo is, is doing these movement screens. So just finding out how well you move. How much force are you able to produce for, for kind of common movements like jumping, counter movement, jumping, nice. squatting, deadlifting, what your functional strength looks like. And, you know, over a course of, let's say 10, 15 tests, we all sort of say, okay, well, look, everything's looking pretty good, but these are three things that you might want to, want, might want to be working on just to okay. ensure that you continue to move better, feel better, or remain injury free. Fantastic. So, mate. so are you doing like a movement screen in terms of like mobility or is it just like output? No, it's mobility. It's, it's, it's mostly mobility. So it's, you know, the, the dynamo is a, a little device that we can kind of get someone to hold and then they do kind of a full sh- shoulder kind of flexion and, and extension. We're able to make kind of, you know, actually neck, neck uh, side to side, front to back, sort of see what, what's happening with your neck. All of these, basically every major joint will kind of go through and sort of find out how restricted you are whether you've got functional strength in, in some of the important muscles and whether you've got good power output for, for some of the muscles and of course strength as, yeah, as a right, thing. Right. So, so we're going to wrap all of that up into something we're calling the movement screen and, uh, and that will be a, a test. And, and then a bit further down the line, we've, we've managed to get a hold of a Nears device. So this Moxie is, or it's, it's not, it's not a Moxie. Similar. It's called, it's called a train red. So they're, they're. Okay. Very, very similar to the, to the boxy, but, uh, and we are going to use that for kind of really breaking down some interesting data on how your muscles are using oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be for the first time, both for people who are interested in hypertrophy. So, so it's about yep. kind of building muscle as well as people who, of course, who are in endurance sport. So yep. it kind of gives the, the other side of the coin for a VO2 max. So. Yeah. VO2 max is how much, you know, oxygen is your body able to take up, you know, from a central system and, and process around. And then we're going to measure it also at the muscle and sort of see, yeah. well, how much is oxygen at the muscle able to take, you know, if it's a working muscle. So primarily for cyclists at this stage for, for as far as endurance goes. And, uh, but we're working out how to, because it, it, we, we just, the, the, these devices pump out so much data. Right. We've, we've got to just work out how to, to sift through that and get to what's important and send yeah. somebody away with an actual plan. So, yeah. 
Yeah, Luke, exciting uh, toys. Yeah, they are. Luke, uh, our coach, Luke Hall, we had a VO2 Max and a Moxie. And we used to do some testing. And like I said, we, me and him worked on protocols and worked on trying to, you know, to provide uh, data. Actually, you know, what we're going to get out of this? Was it a utilization issue? Was it a delivery issue? Was it, you know, it was just figuring these out for, for kind of CrossFit, fitness and strength and hypertrophy, like you said. And uh, yeah, like you said, there's tons of stuff on there. They're incredible bits of kit. But like you say, it's just trying to bring it all together and, uh, and like I say, provide someone with something, right? This is where your limiter is. This is what you need to provide. This is what you need to do. This is, you know, the actual take home rather than just here's a ton of numbers and graphs that you can look at because there's so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's exciting, that's... mate. I'll be interested to see what you, what you put out of that. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, like you said, the, the, the data is fun and it's great and it's exciting, but as a product, unless I can kind of tell somebody do this and yeah. it will get better. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, it's, it's, it's a, a bit pointless, you know, until, yeah, until yeah. we can get to that level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mate, that, that's really exciting stuff. And, uh, like you said, we, We've done testing myself. We sent tons of clients, you know, over the MyVita metrics. If you do, if you are interested, you have different packages, don't you? Hey, you can do single scans. Yeah. But we can also do twos and threes and fours and packages and stuff like that. And I think with, yeah, the, exactly. with the services that you're building out, I think it's a nice thing, isn't it? Like to like say group them together, maybe get two or three done and then utilize like a package to kind of like say revisit that, whether that's quarterly, whether that's six months, yearly, whatever. So. Yeah, and in the new year, like some of these key things that go together, where we're going to start putting together some actual bundles. So, you know, uh, we've got one thing launched called Get Lean. So it'll be get a DEXA scan, a resting metabolic rate, and FAMAX test. And that's kind of all of the key data that you need to really dial in, you know, a fat loss, you know, regime and um, goals for that. So that'll be the first one off the, off the blocks. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant stuff. And, uh, well, let's say we have partnership. If anyone wants to, to head over to our website or go to myvitalmetrics.com and use code PHNutrition10 for just a little discount off of the, the tests and services. And look, what we have done is utilized some of the data with our clients as well. So if you do have your report and you do have everything, let's say the, the, the really nice thing is that then we can, we can enter this data into our plans, into our programs, whether that's just on the hub, you can take your data and enter it in yourself or you work with one of our coaches send us the stuff across and then we like say we can help you to practically apply this stuff into your day-to-day kind of nutrition plan training etc so it worked really really well for us because we know that like I said we've got some good solid stuff to kind of uh, you know start with so awesome awesome stuff based in london based in near liverpool street Morgate. just yeah right between the gate and liverpool street stations so a couple yeah. of minutes walk from each so uh, quite quite easy to get to yeah so if you're not in london you have a little day trip down you know, get tested first thing in the morning and uh, and spend a bit of time around in London. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm really excited. I think, like I say, it's really nice for us to to, to be partnered together. I think it you know, offers an incredible service. Like the lab's wicked. You guys are so good. You and is it you know Matt? Is it, are you building the team out yet? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we've yeah. got uh, Ali as well. So Ali and Dean. Ali, I hope he'll be back this week. She was uh, she's at boxing for the 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 England team, and she had a, a big double bout over the weekend. So oh, wow. Nice. She Good she luck. might she might come in with black eyes. Who knows? But but, uh, but she she but they're but they're both phenomenal kind of fitness and health experts. Fantastic uh, in their own right. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Yeah, let's say proper team, really great setup, amazing setup. So we are delighted to to have you as our testing partners. And uh, let's say, guys, anything that you need, 
they reach out to us can point you in our direction as well but you know head over to myvitalmetric.com got a chat function you can email the guys you know and they get back to you because sometimes you're not too sure of what's you know what's right but hopefully this podcast has been a, a nice thing to educate you on terms of what the tests offer what you get you know maybe kind of a good starting point so Owen, mate, i really appreciate your time buddy uh, Thanks, mate, I'm, I think I'm going to have to come back in and get tested again. I've done the VO2 match oh, before, um, yeah. but I, I think I need uh, say a little bit more. Uh, once you get the new tests up and running, I think I'll be down to, to revisit and, and get retested again. So, uh, so, yeah, good stuff, mate. Always um, welcome. Thank you so much. Guys, is there anything else that you that you want to point people in the right direction to? The website? Else? No, the no, website is myvitalmetrics.com. So all of the info that you need is there. And uh, contact details if you're if you're unsure, just just get in touch and we'll answer any questions you've got. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff, Owen, mate. Thank you so much for spending the time. Listeners, guys, I hope you had, I hope you enjoyed that. It was really cool to, to have Owen on. Like you say, getting that testing done is a is a really good stepping point and point for a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, anything you need us to cover in the future, just let us know. If you liked uh, this episode, please share it with your mates, and hopefully we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thanks very much, Scott. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 